to another episode of the Beer League Football Podcast. I'm your host for the third week in a row, Trevor Scott. I'm here with Kerry Dempsey, as always. Kerry, it was a fun week. It was a special week, a special Sunday this past Sunday watching football. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your amazing weekend? Well, I went to the lovely town of Tampa and got drunk, watched football. Lovely. Had some beer mosas. I kind of wish I got to bring one of those and have it for the show tonight, but sadly I did not. What are you drinking tonight? If you're shocked, you should be. There is no more yingling in the house. We are back to my other usual, Corona. I'm having a Corona too. Oh, really? Here we go. I'm going to have more than one, but we should race. But yeah, I think this is like the first time two of us have been drinking the same thing. Yeah. I mean, no one's ever going to get Zach's thing, his weird little IPAs and what's not, but yeah. one, one of these days we were going to match. It was just, it was meant to be. It was, it was. So an entertaining week 17 this past weekend, kind of the same thing we did last week. You just want to run through a little bit of the game, some of the ones that caught your eyes. I'd imagine being a Patriots fan, you're a little bit more happy after this week. Uh, yes and no. Patriots played great football. They look like the best team in the football in the NFL. Best team Max in the Jones. football. Yeah. Exactly. I've had a little bit to drink. But, you know, Mac Jones looked great. Defense looked great. Running game looked great. But then I realized they're playing the Jaguars, and none of that counts because they're probably the most pathetic franchise in the NFL. And that game essentially meant nothing. Correct. But, you know, wins a win in the playoffs, I'll take it. And we, um, we tweeted out before that game – Trevor Lawrence is uh, over under one and a half interceptions for that game. Ended up with three in another abysmal effort. That's 17 this year. I know you like to rag on the guy. Do you want to give a little ragging tonight, or are you going to let him live? No, I mean, he's a rookie QB against Bill Belichick. I mean, with the exception of Davis Mills, usually they always struggle versus Bill, and just the same case with Trevor. Hopefully they'll get him a better coach next year and a workout, but he's really just had a disappointing season. Hey, but at least he threw a touchdown this week, so yeah. there's something. We got to see some Brian Hoyer love at the end of that game, which was it's always a good week when we get to see that. Here's a question of the week. You're a Mac Jones hater. Yeah. If Brian Hoyer was a starting quarterback, would the Patriots record be? Why did you ask me that? Complex. I know they would have won this past week, but um you want me to actually go through their schedule or just give you, like, a rough estimate? No, just a rough estimate works for me. Okay. Um, I would say they're losing both games to the Bills, losing a game to the Dolphins. What are they right now? Can well, he could have won that Bill, that first Bills game when Mac threw three passes. Yeah. Are they 10-6 and six right now? Yeah. I could say they could – I could see them be teetering right around 500. They had wow. a stretch there, you know, beating up on some bad teams and some teams with some injured players. But maybe a game under 500, maybe right around 500. What do you think? I would say five or six wins at max. Really? In the Einhorn's- AFC? Yeah, if you watched him live, the one game he started last year without Cam, he was just atrocious. I think, obviously, with the running game, the defense, they'd pull out a few wins, but I just can't see him doing enough for them to be anywhere near 500. I could see that because, like, I don't remember the last time I watched Brian Hoyer play. I just saw him go, like, oh, what, three for three? Four for four. 
he had like one decent year back. I think it was the Texans when he was with Hopkins and stuff. But ever since then, he's just been pretty much a backup, and not a very good one at that. But what are your thoughts on the Bucks? Your your favorite team, the goat, almost choking. A that, huge loss to the Jets. That might have been. Antonio Brown might have gone insane during the game. What are your thoughts on that game? First of all, AB's still on the team somehow, which is incredible to me. 2022, kicking it off just as entertaining as 2021. We already got AB throwing his shirt in the crowd. We already got a new COVID. Like, let's buckle in. But yeah, um, I think this was me almost cursing with my Bucks by 50 curse. It almost worked. I think it's a sign for me, like, never to use that again on, like, bad teams because I almost really cursed us. But Bucks got the injuries. We'll be fine. We'll come back. Got people out. We're still the Bucks. Still got it pulled out the dub. So I'm not worried. Dude, Antonio Brown just looked like uh, one of us recording this podcast. Like, after a few beers, just running out there in the field. I thought that security almost was almost going to tackle him, too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's he, he's had quite an interesting few years. Um, you got to give a shout-out to Mike Tomlin because maybe he really didn't have this many issues when he was in Pittsburgh, but ever since he left Pittsburgh, yeah. I mean, that's, that's pretty hard to do, as you've seen with uh, John Gruden, even Belichick, and now Bruce Arians dealing with A.B. Yeah. Yeah. But hopefully, hopefully he'll turn it around because you know he's still got an amazing talent, regardless of the off the field stuff. But could be the end of a very talented career. No chance he probably not gets a fresh start anywhere else next year. It is it is the NFL, so That's true. he has talent. Does does off the field doesn't really matter, but we'll see. Unless you punch your girlfriend. Wait, no, they yeah. don't care if you punch your girlfriend. <laughs> But yes, there were other, there were a lot of other great games this past week. Chiefs Bengals was lived up to the hype just like we thought it was going to. Bengals edged it out. Burrow with another great game. So what you, he looked insane. I mean, I have to think Burrow is like obviously he's in your top five MVP candidates, but really after Rodgers and Brady, he should be there at three. I mean, obviously Jonathan Taylor. But again, it's I mean it's QB award, and JC's kind of cooled off last couple weeks. Yeah, still he's still be been very good, but hasn't been putting up as big of numbers. But Joey D's looked insane. He's thrown for what nine hundred plus yards, the second all time to two game stretch after Dak uh, in twenty twenty, I think. But him and Chase, that is going to be the duo to beat in the NFL in the near future. I mean, those two are looking like impossible to guard. Yeah, that was insane. Uh, what did he finish with? 266, three touchdowns. Much better than uh, Justin Jefferson's six and 58, but that's a story for last week. Um, it's Sean Mannion. It's Sean Mannion. Hey man. But you think this Bengals team, if this O-line is better than it was last year, but it's still kind of a mess. If this O-line, they can prove it in the offseason, Bengals look like the team to beat next year in the – AFC, I mean, forget their defense has really improved. You know, adding Trey Hendrickson. They've, this is team really turned the corner and finally looked like since he's back as a playoff threat. 
Yeah, they really are. And they're exciting to watch. Like, who would have thought, like, just two years ago, the Bengals so bad. They have the first overall pick when they picked Burrow? Yeah, he went first overall. Yeah. And then, like, what, two years from now, I mean, they're playing excellent. They're walking in as a definitely a top three team in the AFC going into the playoffs and definitely a favorite, the favorite to win their division next year, which, you know, is always a competitive division. But it's a fun thing to watch, especially if their line can get better this offseason. That's really their missing piece. And, I mean, they're sitting at, what, 10 and 6? And just beat the Chiefs, so. Honestly, yeah. they could beat anyone in the AFC. Yeah, and they're getting hot at the right time, so. Yeah, th- this is like the team to beat in the playoffs. I mean, it's going to be very hard to stop that offense. Mm-hmm. And, like, you look at a couple other teams, uh, like, maybe the, if they play a wild card team, like Patriots, Colts, Titans. None of these teams really have the offenses to keep up with, you know, Burrow and Mixon and Chase and all those weapons they have in Cincinnati. Definitely. So that that line is their last piece because there are some amazing edge rushers in that division. But they can tighten that up a little bit. Definitely team to beat next year. But you know how teams disappoint when they're supposed to perform. Like the Browns. Poor team. Who I had as my best record was my off-season pick that they were going to have the best record in the NFL. And that was not a hot Sadly, year. you proved you're just an idiot, along with Sam Darnold. You know, I had some hot takes, too, though. I had some really good takes that panned out. I don't even I remember your I takes. Can, At least my takes are memorable. I can name one of your t- takes that have panned out in digs. There's definitely another one. Oh, the Vikings. Definitely three total. I'll have to re-listen to some old podcasts. Two for four. Not bad. But Baker? Baker looks pretty much like Johnny Manziel out there. Thoughts? Uh, Yeah, he he looks really horrible. I mean... Is the Cleveland QB curse back? It might be. I need to see him healthy one more time. I think everybody else in Cleveland does too. But I mean... Give credit to where it's due. The Steelers' defense played tremendous. They picked off Baker twice, sacked him nine times. TJ Watt, Watt was coming all night long, and it was a good game to watch. TJ Watt was coming. It was a good game to watch if you, like, didn't really have anything else to do that night. But I mean, you see the stat that Baker's thrown 55 interceptions since, uh, I forget when, but it's, like, it's the most in the NFL. I don't think it was like maybe 2018 or something. Yeah, it's kind of embarrassing. He's lucky Jameis got in, injured, though. But Jameis wasn't really throwing picks at the beginning of this year. Before he got hurt, I think he had like three. Yeah, he only had a couple. I think he had 14 but, touchdowns to go along with that. But he's I mean, playing it's, okay. I mean, I he's, he's playing hurt, and there really isn't a lot of weapons in that receiving game. So, you know, we'll give him a shot next year to see how it pans out, but... It's kind of going downhill for Baker. Yeah. But, it looks like it. What, what do you think? Could you think he could get back to where he was maybe end medium of last year if he can get healthy? Or do you think? Yeah, I think he'd get back to a game manager with how good that run game, that offensive line can be. Mm-hmm. They just really need to manage the game well. Um, I'm like some idiots in this podcast that thought of him as, I don't know if he's a top, I don't know Zach put him in his top ten or his top five QB in the offseason, but top fifteen. Yeah, I think 
I mean, I think I could see him in that like Tannehill Wentz category right now next year. Again, as kind of a game manager, doesn't turn the ball over. And really, the run game leads the way. So I think he could get back to that, hopefully next year once he gets healthy. But still, very disappointing year for him. As talented as his team is, you know, of course, they got some spots to tighten up. They could use a little better receiving core, little holes on defense. But besides that, like, this team was supposed to perform this year, and it was extremely disappointing, probably the most disappointing or one of the most disappointing uh, performances of this year for a team. But do you think they might ever get in that like mode where they're kind of sick of Baker and could end up trading him at some point next year if they want to win? I think, the, I think the Browns fan base do. I mean, you know, if they can bring in an Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson or even Watson, mm-hmm. I mean, you kind of got to think about it. I mean, Mayfield, it looks like he's never going to be a guy that's going to elevate his squad that much, that he's at best a quality game manager. Mm-hmm. And if you can go there. get a you know big name like Russ or Rogers, this team goes back to being a favorite in the AFC if they had a you know receiving threat or two. That's true. So I mean, I don't think quarterbacks out of the consideration next this offseason, but I personally I just keep them another year, you know, add it, give them a receiving threat. But we'll see what happens. Should be inter- <laughs> should be a very interesting offseason for Cleveland fans. What do you think about OBJ's time there only scoring a handful? I think it was seven touchdowns all of his time in Cleveland. He spent four weeks in L.A. and he, six weeks in L.A. and he's already got four touchdowns. What do you think about that situation, that narrative? I mean, obviously, he's got Stafford, who's got a better arm than Baker, and, you know, they don't really have much run game. They throw the ball a lot. He's got Cooper Cup, so it takes a lot of pressure off him. And he's doing pretty well in that secondary role. He had the go-ahead touchdown versus the Ravens last Sunday. So I think it's really a lot better fit for him. Um, I think they just signed him a one-year contract, right? Right. So you wonder if he keeps, you know, performing like this, OBJ could, you know, come back next year and get a big contract from somebody willing to overpay for a receiver. Maybe the Browns. Probably not. But um, yeah, just wanted to add to what you were saying about the Ravens. To go ahead, touch on the Ravens. Ravens now zero and three without Lamar Jackson. Just wanted to throw that out there. Sad. Wow. Yeah, Tyler Huntley did not play well in that game. But and you told me to start him in fantasy. True. Maybe Ravens still dad. not out of the playoffs. I think I saw a two percent chance they could sneak in there, but need some stuff to go their way week eighteen. Yeah. But. Did you did you check out the game of the week that you totally wanted to watch in the Bears and the Giants? Um, no. Game of the week. That was the Mike Lennon masterclass, right? Finished with four completions for 24 yards. Might have been the greatest op- offensive performance we've ever seen. That is so embarrassing. But on the good sake, Juan Barkley did have a 100-yard rushing game for the first time in a long time. Yeah, he looks good. Um, that offense didn't even score, though. Jeez. Yeah, the Nagy. Giants. Huh? They they somehow got wor- worse from their 192 total yards of offense last week and went down to 150 this week. And hopefully next week it won't be 100. But this Giants team's just a mess. You know what this and is? What? It's tanking. This is not yeah. trying to win at all. 
You think Joe Judge is gone? Yeah. Clean start next year. They're going to have a good pick. Um, go ahead and lose the last couple games of the year, as you should. Get a better pick. Get the best player available there. Hopefully I think there's a lineman. Like, Hopefully there's a quarterback. But I think they have like three first-round picks or something like that. Two or three. That. Yeah. And uh, But, you know, I was high on the offseason, but do you think they should keep Danny Jones one last year, get him, you know, Couple guys in the O line, maybe one more receiver, or you think it's time to let go? Although he did have a few weeks at the beginning of this year where he kind of impressed, um, I think it's time to go. Defense is good enough to make the playoffs. Really, they're not in a great division. I know the line doesn't do him any favors, and the injuries don't either. But time for a new face there. That just looks like the same old Giants. Bring in a new coach. Bring in a new QB. Let them grow together. I don't want to see Daniel Jones in New York this year for both of their sake. Wow. For the Giants' sake, for Daniel Jones' sake. That's hurtful. I'm so sorry. I think well, I think he gets one more year. I think give him one more chance with a new coach. Revamp that O-line. I mean, his receiving threats have been hurt all year long. Kenny Galladay had a horrible first year after that big contract they gave him. You know, Tony flashed some potential, but he's struggled with injuries. Just a really disappointing offense. And when you look at the quarterbacks and the upcoming draft class, none of them are really a sure thing. So it's kind of an overreach, I'd say, for the Giants to pick one in the first round. You know, maybe if they can, they think their team is close enough to the playoffs, they can go out and try to get a veteran guy like, a, you know, Teddy Bridgewater or even a Russ or somebody in that category. You know, go out and do that, but I think I'd give I'd kind of do what the Broncos did this year, honestly. And when they brought in Teddy B to c- compete with Locke and ended up being Bridgewater winning, it's like a little bridge year, yeah, yeah. Kind of give them, you know, two options and whoever looks better in training camp, go with my boy Gardner Minshew. Give him a somebody, give him a shot. Seriously, that somebody needs to, yeah. I feel bad for the guy. He deserves a chance somewhere. It kind of sucks that, like, out of all places, he went to Philly. Because, like, Jalen Hurts, like, he's really, like, put the team on his back. Like, even though he has some bad games throwing the ball, like, the city loves him. The fans love him. Like, Even though the Washington Stadium almost killed him. but Yes, that, that <laughs> did happen. So. What are your thoughts on the Eagles? I think all of us had Philly pretty low in the beginning of the season, but just clinched playoff spot. You think this team's turned around with Nick Sirianni taking over? Honestly, that's very impressive. What are they nine and seven now? Nine and uh, seven. Yeah. yeah, that's it's really impressive because at the beginning of this year, nobody was high on them. I don't know about anybody on this show, but a lot of media outlets, a lot of professionals, analysts had them finishing. It was one of the bottom teams in the league, fewest amount of wins, and have an opportunity to win ten games is. Seriously impressive. I know they got a lot of a lot of holes on the uh, the offense, but um, I mean, but I mean, good hands for the coach. They got a in decent defense. The O line's got a couple good veterans on it. Mm-hmm. You know, Dallas Goddard is a definitely top ten tight end. Um, Devonta Smith's a young talent wide receiver. They got a decent running game, so they do have. You know, there's talent there. Hertz is really starting to develop. So this could be a team that, you know, I don't think they're going to be a real contender this year, but maybe they also have a good lot of draft picks next year. So this could be a team building up for the 
looking good the next couple of years. Yeah, I'd agree, especially in, in that division with Washington, who was disappointed. They're going to need to find a new quarterback, I think. And the Giants, who just year after year are not super competitive. But speaking of last week, last week's pick em, who do you think me or Zach had the best week? Uh, you know what? I'm a winner, so I always pick winners. So I gotta go as me as the winner. It was a strong week for all three of us. But yes, Carrie, thirteen and three. Props wow. to you. You know what? It's great to be the goat. Yeah. I applaud myself once again. Yep. That was good enough for second place. Um, Zach was wow. eleven and five, and I went fourteen and two. But so, <laughs> congratulations on being the first loser. Um, it was hey, great I'll take for it. all of us. I lost the Colts Raiders game and the Cowboys game. You lost. You picked the Cowboys, Texans, and Chiefs. Badly. Zach lost on the Chiefs, Colts, Lions, Cowboys, and Browns. No idea what the list is looking like. But I'm sure it's pretty close between the two of us. I, I think, think Zach's yeah, a little bit down. I'd say we're within like. Three, I'd say. But I, but I gained on you. Zach, will, Zach will have to get off the COVID list soon enough to get us our updated standings, but we'll see. Yeah, I hope you didn't play him in fantasy last week. Yeah, another another COVID list. Maybe Ooh. next week. We'll see. We'll see. Can't win them all. True. Let's uh, move into pick them this week. Zach will have to get his in over text message with the Minus five points penalty. But first game of the week, Saturday midday, Chiefs at Broncos. I'll go first. I'm going to take the Chiefs. What do you think? I'm going to say the Chiefs, Broncos. Season is over. Um, they don't really got much to play for. Chiefs are going to try to get that first round by. Chiefs should win easily. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Saturday night football, not something you get to hear a lot. Cowboys. Going to Philly, take on Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. I'll let you go first with this one. This is a close one for me. Eagles looking hot lately. Cowboys underwhelmed last week for the Cardinals. And they haven't looked that good lately when they haven't played the Washington team. Um, Do it. I'm still going to go with the Cowboys. Dang it. Yeah. With the Cowboys as well. After how much you just praise them, you're not going to take the Eagles. I know, but whenever I root against the Cowboys, they end up winning. And whenever I root for them, they lose. Well, another division matchup. Do we have all division matchups this week? You'd think so, maybe. Yeah, we do. Every matchup is a division game this week. I don't know if you saw this. Earlier on Twitter today, Derrick Henry is expected to be at practice tomorrow. That is so hot, honestly. He should be he should be back for a week for first round of the playoffs if they don't have a bye. And a little rested. What do you do you think tight Titans are the favorite in the AFC with Henry back? No, not yet, just because they're not proven. Not but if they win one game and they look good, then yeah, they're the favorites. Even if the Chiefs I mean, win and the Patriots win. Yeah. If Henry's their, back and he looks good, they're the favorite. I mean, their defense is pretty good. And then 
Henry coming back. That's a ground game. Well, Tannehill's looked better the last couple weeks once he's got A.J. Brown back. Yeah, I threw for a couple touchdowns against a Dolphins defense that had been one of the best in the league. So Tannehill's looked better the last couple weeks, but with Henry back, the offense might start to pull its weight a bit. I hope so. That would be a really fun thing to watch some some playoff uh, Derrick Henry. But yes, last Patriots want to see sadly team, the Washington Football Team at the Giants. My eyes, my eyes. This is not going to be one for your eyes. I do not want to pick this game. I would rather be driven out on a boat and drowned in the middle of the ocean than watch this game. Please. Can I'll just, you want, can I guess it for you? Can I put it for you if you don't want to pick? I, I honestly can't pick the Giants. Dang it. I have, I have no faith in this Washington team. They've been fighting with their own teammates. Um, actually, Mike, Mike Glennon is projected to be out for this week. So Jake Fromm will be starting, but still sadly I'm picking Washington. Can't avoid this train wreck of that Giants offense. No Jake Fromm show for you, bro. The Jake Fromm. Hey, it's better than the ugly neck guy who finished the season with four touchdowns to 10 interceptions and now has six career wins. You don't watch out what you say nowadays. I mean, I might have to. Well, ugly next guy. Here's, do you remember the one year when the Bears gave him a ton of money and thought he was going to be their franchise quarterback? Mike Glennon. Yeah. That was hilarious. Dude, he looked, okay, where did he go to? I think he went to Syria. He went to NC State. Bucks got him. He had the tools coming out of NC State. You know who he reminds me of? This is so random. If I gave you 100 quarterbacks to guess, you wouldn't guess this. He played for the Giants at one point in his life. When? And he went to Syracuse in the past. No idea. <laughs> Ryan <Yeah>. Nassib. <laughs> There's a random. <laughs> random you listened to this podcast today and you thought we weren't going to talk about Ryan Nassib, you were wrong. Ryan Nassib, if your mom is listening, please listen to her and listen to this show. Ryan says, I don't know shout what... us out. He's probably got at least like a thousand. Like, I feel like Ryan Na- Nassib is like an insurance salesman now. Dunder Mifflin. I could see yeah, him being I, on that I show. Yeah, I could see it. I, I, he finished with the NFL career of one touchdown pass, zero interceptions. So he actually has good stats. He was 9 of 10 for 128 yards. He finished his NFL right career now? with a 152. Rating. Okay. That is a better all-time rating than Brady. Come on. I thought you were just reciting this start. and I was about to end the podcast. <laughs> no, sadly. <laughs> but yes, we have um, one of the hottest players in the NFL right now. Okay, let me redo that. One of the best players in the best form. One of the players wow. in the most hottest streaks, I should say right Wait. now. One of the best-looking you... young players. What? One... Trivia fact, did you know his brother is actually Carl Nassib? No way. They are brothers. I never would have put that together. Like, I know. Wow. I could definitely see it now that you say that. Yeah, because I don't think there's many guys named Nassib in the NFL. But yeah. what were you saying? Um, 
Yes, one of the best looking. I'm talking about the way they play football, not like the best. I'm, I'm sure although, you are, but although I'm, I'm sure not going to shag on my boy's appearance. One of the best looking, hottest young players in the NFL that is just so sexy. Plays for the Bengals as they head in to the Cleveland, to the Cleveland, to Cleveland, uh, to take on the Browns. Gary, two questions. First of all, who are you taking, Bengals or Browns? Second question, you know which player I'm talking about when I say hottest, best form, best looking young players in the NFL? It's got to be Joey, Joey B. Have you seen that face? Joey B was my second choice. Wow. Jamar Chase was my third choice. Evan McPherson was who I was referring to. For that reason and that reason alone, I'm taking Cincinnati, and I'm going to write it down on the paper like that. Who are you taking? Yeah, I'm not taking the Browns. Uh, It does look like Baker will be out this week, so it'll be Keenum starting. Good. There's no reason for him to be playing. Doesn't change my mind. He's such a good actor. I love his commercials. Yeah, I feel like his commercial is going to start to fizzle out now that now that he sucks. I don't think so. He's a good enough actor. That Halloween one was a classic. <laughs> Probably the best thing, the best thing about his NFL career. Mm-hmm. But who we got next? Next we have a game that be kind of interesting. Uh, Steelers at Ravens. Um. Big game. Both teams still fighting for the playoffs. Could be Big Ben's last game. Um, I don't know if Lamar will play, but I'm going to go with the Steelers. That defense looking fire. I think Big Ben will put up one last big game to go out in the blaze of glory as they don't make so. the playoffs. I don't think he's going to put up a big game, like even if it is his last game. Yeah, he was, he was awful anymore. last night. But... He does not have it anymore. Um... I don't think we're going to see two. Isn't Lamar renegotiating a contract this offseason? Uh, we're supposed to. So, like, he shouldn't play and get hurt. Lamar, if you're playing. I don't. If I were the Ravens, I'd still go with Huntley. I think a 100% how uh, Huntley's better than going with Lamar, who's Lamar definitely not 100%. Yeah, then he sat out the rest of the week. And there's a very slim chance of them making the playoffs anyway. So I took the Steelers as well. Next game, Kerry's going to take the Lions because he loves them. I will take the Packers. Honestly, look, I've got to appreciate the Lions. This is your last week to appreciate them. So. They fight hard every week. They will not be in our pick next week. Um... I think they've they've clinched the bye, right? Yeah. Yeah. So Rodgers may not even play. Jordan Love sighting. I'm going to go with the Lions. I'm going to go with the Lions. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to say uh either Rodgers doesn't play the full game or Love starts and I think Lions win a meaningless game. I like it. I like that a lot actually. So you can pick up points, basically, is what you're saying? No. But if Goot's listening, all the Packers' Twitter is listening. Last week, Kerry said Devontae Adams is overrated. This week, he said the Lions are going to beat you. So I just want to leave that out there. You got a friend in me, put a foe in him. 
Stupid cheeseheads. Colts. Go eat your cheese. You really got him there. Anyways, I did. Colts heading Saxonville. You remember when they called it that? Jacksonville will take on the Jags. Really don't even want to ask you this game. I already wrote down Colts for you, so like you can't even say the Jags if you wanted to. Have you seen the record for the Colts in Jacksonville? No. Is it bad? I forget. They haven't won. It's like they haven't won there in like a long time. Let me look it up. I will gladly. What do you pick? But I will gladly write down the Jags for you. And I hope Zach hears that before he sends in his pick because I think he will definitely take the Jags if that's the case. That is not happening. You're not the the Colts. The Colts haven't won in Jacksonville since 2014. It's almost eight years. But I got to go with the Colts, sadly. You don't have to. You really don't have to. to pick the Jags. They got something something to play for. Jags do not. But I saw this on uh, Twitter today. If the Jags beat the Colts, uh, then the Chargers and Raiders could just forfeit the game and both agree to a tie, and they'd both make the playoffs. What? <laughs> if the Jags beat the Colts, the Chargers and Raiders could just agree to end the game at a tie, and they both make the playoffs. That is incredible. Imagine if that happened. That makes me want to pick the Jags, but I'm not. But you I really hope that happens. <laughs> Next game, we got Bears at the Vikes. Neither one of these teams making the playoffs. I'm going to go with the Vikings, though. What about you? Yeah, Vi- Vikings. Both, probably both these coaches should be on their way out, but sure. you never know. I feel like at least one of the two coaches in this game will survive ne- to next year. It'll be their nag years. This is the battle Und- of not being fired. I do not want to see yeah. Andy back because I like Justin Fields. I like Darnell Mooney. I like that young running back they have, too. I don't want to see them being Matt Nagy all year. Do you, do you agree with me? I feel like at least one of those two will somehow keep their job another year. I could see Zimmer somehow just because like offense is good, like it improved, but like the defense, everybody knew the defense wasn't going to be that good. But that comment, about, that comment about Kellen Mond is hilarious, though. Yeah, that was a uh, bell check uh, answer. Yeah, I if you missed, if anyone missed it, Mike. Uh, they asked Mike Zimmer after the game he thought about starting Kellen Mond last week, and he said no. And they asked him why. He just said, I see him play in practice every single day, was his answer. So well, I don't think Kellen Mond's going to be playing for Mike Zimmer soon. But but they said, do you think you'll take a look at him? Why didn't you take a look at him? Do you think you'll take a look at him in this week's game? And he said no, because I see him every day. Exactly. So he might not have been talking about how bad he is, but that's how it seems. But then again, yeah. I think it means too much sometimes, you know? So I think, that you know, really matters. Zimmer's, Zimmer's probably on his way out. He doesn't really care what he says anymore. Why not? But, Texans. Who do you got? Uh, who is it? Who's the first team? Titans. Titans. Titans playing for the bye again. They need a win. Um, maybe Henry comes back this week. I'd assume not, but they should be able to pretty easily handle a Texans squad. 
I agree. This will be our last uh, week watching Davis Mills for the rest of this year. Sadly. I will miss his long neck. Mike Lennon, you're a Davis Mills wannabe. We got a game that might be interesting uh, in the Bucks division. Saints at the Falcons. The mighty Chauncey Gardner-Johnson's going up against the very mighty Kyle Pitts. I got the Saints winning on the road. I should let you pick this game first. I'm going to let you pick this game first. Who do you got? I'm going to go with the Saints as well. Uh, they got something to play for. Falcons do not. Um, do, you, do you think Saints sneak in the playoffs? Or do you think the Niners will hold on to the last playoff spot in the NFC? I hope the Niners do, but and I think they will. But Saints kind of got it easy playing the Falcons this week. You know, you can slow down Kyle Pitts, you win the game. Hey, maybe Matt Ryan won't start, and they will start the greatest quarterback of all time. I would be so happy. Felipe Franks dropping 450 yards. I don't care about any of the other games. <laughs> I'm watching Felipe. Next game. Hey, I don't know. Go ahead. I'm trying to see. I'm trying to see what if you're going to play him, if Matt Ryan's going to play or not. Yeah, I don't know. I assume Ryan will play, but Same. never know. Let's hope not. But, but after that, team that just put up 51 points. Who put up 51 points last week? Trivia. Seahawks? Seahawks at the Cardinals. I'm going Cardinals. Um, Here's my upset of the week. I'm going Seahawks. Seahawks knock off the rival Cardinals and the Rams win the NFC West. Got it. Well... Next game involves the Jets, so I'd imagine we're both going to take the Bills at home. Sadly, yes. Sorry, Jets fan. Panthers-Bucks. This might be a weird game. I don't think so. I'm taking Bucks. Not going to say the, the one thing that I sometimes say. You know what? I will Bucks by 50. doesn't count if you say it, but I'm going to write that it down. It always counts if I say it. No. I came up with it. It only counts when I do it. Patriots at Dolphins. What do you think? You going to this game? I'm not. Sad. And you know what? I always pick against the Patriots in South Florida. Patriots always struggle to play there, and it's going to happen again. I see Dolphins win this game in their Super Bowl of the year. Ooh, this is piping hot. I got the Patriots. Two more games that could go both ways. Wow. Wrong Trevor first carry on the Patriots. Trevor picking the Patriots. This Am is I a shocking. Fan? Am I a fan? So, this is 2022 for you, folks. Times have changed. Wait, do you not? Are you going to change your mind that Kyle Pitts is not a top five ten end now? Of course not. Absolutely not. Why would I? Well, no. I guess it's, I guess that we're not being realistic enough. So, listen, man. Sadly. Niners Rams. I know who I'm taking. I'm going to go with the Niners. Why? Why not is the question. And that's my answer. Why not? Why would you not pick them? What do the Rams have to play for? Anything? NFC West. 
Rams, so I believe. Round home field. Yeah, because the Cardinals will win the NFC West with a win and a Rams loss. Okay. Um, do they really know if they'll have to win or not? Oh, no, they won't. Games at the same time. Sick. Yeah. Sunday night football. I hope it ends up in a agreed forfeit. Chargers at Raiders. Who do you got? This should be a great game. Win, win, you're in, lose, you're out. Sadly, I never have any faith in the Raiders franchise. In the black hole, I'm going to say it's not the black hole anymore. They left in Oakland. I'm going to say the young boy, Justin Herbert, pulls out the win and heads to the playoffs for the first time in his career. I think he'll have a huge game to solidify the, solidify the playoffs. Now, you said we are probably about three games within each other, me and you, Terry, in Pickham. As the last week in the regular season whew, comes, we picked four games differently, so it should be fun. Should be it. Wait, what are we including playoffs? Um, I think we could. We should have like a regular season one. In a playoff. And then playoffs. And then we could have like an all together. I don't know. We should have like decided that a long time ago, but for some strange reason we never did. We'll figure it out. You like to bet on sports, but you're not sure who to take. We've got you covered. Actually, our friends over at Lock Talk have got you covered. Lock Talk is an interactive and real time sports betting community for all levels to discuss upcoming bets. You can download the app for free in the Apple App Store today to join the conversation. That's spelled L-O-C-C-E-O-C-C. And like we say, nothing in life is free, but Lock Talk is free. Check it out. If you actually want to make friends because you're a lonely, pathetic loser that lives in your parents' basement and talks to no one, go on Lock Talk. Make some friends. Live your life. Make some money. Get a girlfriend. He has not had any friends his entire life until he downloaded this app. Now he has three, and his life has never been better. I have have three friends now. I have six girlfriends. I won $3 million. You have how many girlfriends? I have six girlfriends. I won $3 million, all because of Lock Talk. Check it out. Why not? Soon you'll be out of your parents' basement. Anyways, some of our tweets that were rather controversial this past week on Twitter, obviously, our tweets on Twitter. I want to get your thoughts a little bit as who you, Terry Dempsey, would rather have as your quarterback. Joe Burrow, Dak Prescott, why? I'm going to go with Joey B. I think Burroughs and Dak have kind of had an early similarities. Both put, have put up big numbers. Kind of a lot of it's been games that have been close. Um, they've had a lot of good weapons around him, but obviously Dak's had a lot better O-line throughout his career. I think both are in great systems. But I think, I mean, Dak, Burrow in year two has looked a lot better than Dak did. And I expect, I think Burrow can easily become a top five quarterback. Um, Dak, I think he's kind of reached his limit. You know, he's kind of 
I don't know, I don't know if I've said this before on the show, but he's pretty good, not great quarterback. He's gonna be in that top ten, but I wouldn't put him in that top five conversation. He's gonna be a good, not great quarterback, but I just really don't see him taking another level. As I mentioned when I was talking about Herbert a couple weeks ago, Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady aren't gonna be in the league forever. And there's only a few guys I could really see taking over that top spot as the number one QB in the NFL and Mahomes, Herbert, Burrow, that's kind of my top three right now to take over the next big tier. You see how it a couple weeks ago when you're arguing with me and you said, who else can you see being the number one quarterback in the league when they're gone? It's got to be Herbert. Now it doesn't got to be Herbert. Now it might be Burrow. Now it might be Mahomes. You see, you might not be with me where I'm at yet mentally, but you'll get there. You'll always get there. I, took I don't think well. I don't think anyone will ever get to the same way you are mentally. I don't think anyone will ever reach the level of your brain. Just no one can see that brain power. It's kind of hard. That is why Beerly Sports is so successful right now. Exactly. I'm taking Burrow as well. My measuring stick for when I'm comparing just two quarterbacks. I put him behind a good, not great offensive line. Actually, a good enough offensive line, probably a top 10 offensive line, and give him average weapons on offense. And so, like, what can this guy give me if he has time? And I would take Burrow over Dak. He has a little bit more talented arm. However, respect to Dak. I mean, obviously, he's got crazy weapons, but... You know, he's making the great throws. He's doing everything right. And we actually had a reply to this tweet by Kevin Jenkins that said, Burrow, hands down, I honestly would take him any over any other current quarterback in the league, even Mahomes, the dude is special. Is that a super reach carry, or has the man with the green eyes taken over your heart? I don't hate it. I don't – I mean, obviously, I'd take Aaron Rodgers or Brady over him right now. Mm-hmm. But for the foreseeable future, I don't hate it. Honestly, uh, we tweeted this out earlier, but I prefer Herbert over Burrow. But I don't think it's a huge jump from either of those guys. So I don't hate that, really. Burrow, he looked great last year before his injury. And part even with a horrible offensive line. And this year, especially as of late, he's really starting to take off in just year two. And really, he's really turned this franchise around. I mean, for years, the Bengals were known as the little guy in the AFC North. The Steelers were always dominant. Bengals were the cheap franchise, didn't want to pay anyone. But, you know, Burroughs coming here has given them a swagger, and he looks for real. I mean, a couple years, you might be talking about him as the face of the NFL. I think he is what Cleveland thought Baker Mayfield was going to be. Oh, I, I saw that tweet. Yeah, yeah, he was going to be the guy to jumpstart the franchise. Um, Young guy with swagger. Yeah, Baker looked like it for a bit there, but inconsistency. And Burrow, you know, he's he had a problem with the turnovers early on this year, but he's really started to take off as late. Um, I don't. I don't think he could keep up the current level he's at, you know, throwing for 404 touchdowns a game. But I think he's going to be very hard to deal with and should be the king of the AFC North for the near future. I mean, when you look at it, 
Steelers are going downhill if they don't find a big quarterback sooner than later. The Browns seem to be lost in QB purgatory. The Ravens don't, don't seem to be in a great Lamar. shape. Would you, would you take Lamar or Burrow? Because you from the ultimate Lamar uh, right fan. Right now, Burrow, because Lamar's injured. So. I'm meaning for the future. Um, if you both, obviously, Lamar, he mentions up for a big contract. Would you rather spend a big contract on Lamar or Joe Burrow for the next five years? I don't have that much money to pay them. Uh, and this is why no one will ever reach your brain power. <laughs> if you did have that much money to pay them. Um, I would donate it to charity. Alrighty then. Yeah, there were some other good uh, replies to that tweet. One guy actually said, not LeBron, which no idea what that has to do with anything, but respect hey, for I that wouldn't, reply. I wouldn't take that fraud either. Now... Next, moving on. Who would you pick as your starter heading into the 2022 season? Wait, Matthew. quick, quick, just one quick question for you on the last one, which yes. is kind of related to one of our other tweets. LeBron? I, meant, I mentioned Herbert. Who would you rather take, Burrow or Herbert? Uh, Burrow, come on, bro. Burrow? Yes. Sure about that? Yeah, pause. I mean, I didn't hesitate. I didn't even think about it. And what? And I know I mentioned this kind of with Herbert and the Chiefs' offense. What would you think Herbert would be doing with, you know, Chase, Mixon, all the weapons that Burrow's got? Don't care. <laughs> don't care. Yeah. You don't care. What another great argument from Trevor Kirkland. He <laughs> does not That's care. Why they got me on the show? <laughs> That's why I'm here. <laughs> Wow. Uh, speaking of quarterbacks, again, moving into next year, looks like all these teams are going to miss the playoffs. All of them are auto- already gone except one. But going into 2022, who would you want to be your starter? We got Matt Ryan, Captain Kirk Cousins, Russ Wilson, or Derek Carr. Are we going to assume that they're all staying on the same team, or just who would you want just, starting up your team? Basically, would you want them? You know, obviously, you, if you can't get a guy like Rodgers or whatever, like a team like the Steelers, would the Steeler? Who would you pick as your Week One starter next year in this group? And I'll, I'll let you take this one first because I went first last time. Um, okay, so for the Steelers. Um, sake. Weirdly enough, I think they take Matt Ryan, but that's just for the Steelers. I don't know why. It's just like a vision I kind of got. Also, I want Felipe Franks to play. Second of all, out of this list, I would take Russ, and I think that should be the right choice. Um, when I go second place, it's kind of a tie between Derek Carr and Matt Ryan, and then fourth, I would say Kirk. I think Russ offers the most out of these. I think he can do everything that these other three quarterbacks can do plus a little bit more he does struggle with consistency but hey Derek Carr and Kirk Cousins are on this list but I would say Russ um respect to all of them though except Kirk I don't think his wife's that hot no I'm thinking about Ryan Tannehill never mind sorry Kirk's wife wow you might be hot I don't know what you look like but I went with Russ second place a tie between Matt 
and uh, Eric. I don't know why I called them by their first name. And then Cousins in last. What do, what do you vote about you? For me, it's kind of a question mark for the first three. Um, I, I go with Matt Ryan last. I think he's kind of reached the height of his career, and he's just going to go downhill from here. Kind of what Ben's been doing the last few years. I don't think he's going to hit that level yet, but I think obviously he's on the downhill faster than the rest of these guys. And really, he's looked the worst of this group in 2021. If you would you agree to that? Yeah, I would agree. Um, number three, I'm gonna go to gonna go with Kirk. I like Kirk Cousins, but I think he's limited. He's he's a good, pretty good starter, but he's never going to take that elite category. And in the right offense, he's a good fit. He can lead his team to the playoffs with some good weapons around him. But it just depends on the team. Um, I thought San Francisco would have been a – I know they wanted him a couple years back. He would have been another great fit for him. But I think he'll stay in Minnesota next few years. Um, number two – Opposite to you, I'm going to go with Russ. Um, Russ, like Cousins, is a couple years older than Derek Carr. Um, he's 33, so he'll be 34 next year. He, I think he's kind of also reaches the best that Russ will ever get. He struggled a lot this year. So early in his career, like his second, third year. I know, because, I mean, Russ isn't a, really a dual-threat quarterback, but he's a very good runner. Mm-hmm. And I think the older he gets, obviously – the ability goes away. And I think, obviously, he's going to be, I put him in, you know, maybe end of top 10, top 12 at worst in QBs for next year. But I just don't think we're ever going to see that version of Rush that we once did, you know, when, oh, he's a top five guy, definite. Now, number one is Derek Carr. I think he's one of those underrated quarterbacks in the NFL. I don't think he's a great one. But, again, he's also still the youngest of this group. He's only 30. And thing with Carr, he's always been stuck in a Raiders franchise that has never really known what to do with him. Um, the defense has usually been terrible. Raiders teams have fallen apart. And where does Raiders team be without Derek Carr this year? He's been the heart and soul of this team. And, you look, he really doesn't have that many weapons around him. Darren Waller's been out all year. Um, you know, his wide receiver one might have killed someone. Um, he and you, you look throughout his career, he really hasn't had many weapons. You know, he had Amari Cooper, uh, Michael Crabtree that one year that, that his best season, I forget when that was, his second year or something like that when the Raiders went deep. But he really hasn't had a good through receiver. You know, they got AB that one year and that, and AB decided to not be back for week one of the season. But he really hasn't had a good group of receiving threats around him, and I think if you put him in the right system, he could develop a lot better than a guy like Kirk or Russ. I could I could see that as well. And I think you make a good point with Kirk that he'll definitely be there next year, even if there's a coaching change, that he really had a great year this year. And I've always been a Kirk Cousins hater, where he kind of won me over this year. I mean, I think you kind of know what you're going to get with Kirk. He's not going to turn the ball over much. He's going to make some good throws, but he's never going to be that elite-tier guy. But obviously, he's one of the better ones in the game, and I I think the Vikings can win with around him. They just have to definitely get a new coach and some better play calling for him. But you think... Stop losing those close games. 
you think Carr is set in Las Vegas too, or do you think maybe they move on from him at some point? Uh, just because he's making a lot of money, and I could see them doing like a hard, uh, hard rebuild. But I mean, they really don't have a reason to. Like he's all they got there. Like you said, he's him and Waller are really the only reason that offense is good. Jacobs is good, but he's inconsistent. But without him, I wouldn't want to see that offense. I don't even know who their backup is. Right? Oh, it's Mariota. Oh yeah. Well, that might not be so bad. But I mean, a guy that's thrown for almost five thousand yards without any, without really anyone to throw to. Mm-hmm. His number one target is Hunter Renfro. I mean, it's not like he's got a lot of weapons. And just wonder if you added him, if you put him on like a New Orleans Saints team next year, how far can you see that team going? Derek Carr on the Saints. With let's just say Michael Thomas is there too. That would be nice. That would be like. I mean, hate to compare him to Drew Brees, but like, poor Brees was bad his last year, the year before that. So I guess what three years ago, four years ago? Yeah, something like that. So good, and MT had like 160 something catches. I could see him being like that. I mean, Carr looks like he's in his prime, and who knows what he could do with weapons around him like Mara, Michael Thomas, and with a defense that's a hundred times better than the one he's got right now. But that would, that would definitely be something to look for. Now, if you thought about we, if you thought we weren't going to talk about tight ends from like ten years ago, you're wrong. Second to last discussion question for you, Carrie. Saints, Jimmy Graham, Panthers, Greg Olson, um, Steelers, Heath Miller, and Cowboys, Jason Witten. Pick one in their prime. Um. First of all, I think Greg Olson was always a very good tight end. I don't think he was. Would you ever put him in like I'm trying to think like top three, top five in the NFL while like he was in his there? Prime? No. Yeah, I think he like he was a very good tight end. I don't think like I'm trying to think of a tight end now to compare him to. Same thing. Dude, like, if you say Kyle Pitts, I'm gonna kill. <laughs> um, like. I don't know, Mike Kosecki, not not Mike, he's the only one I can think of in that. Dawson like, Knox, kind of? Well, Dawson Knox hasn't been that good late. Oh, like Dallas Goddard, somebody like that. You know, a pretty okay. good tight end. He's kind of on that fringe elite category. Obviously, he's not in the top tier, but a guy that's always consistent, but I just don't think he was ever that game changer. Um, Dallas Clark was always very good. Was it Dallas Clark? Keith Miller. Got Keith Miller. Keith Miller, along that, always very good tight end. But when you look at, like, dominant tight ends, he really wasn't on that level as a guy like, you know, Kelsey, Gonzalez, any of those dominant tight ends we've had lately. Jeez, I'm already forgetting the other ones. Jimmy Graham, is this the fourth one? I'm going old. Um, Jason Witten. Jason Witten. Witten, I would have two. You know, he was always very good tight end. But once again... This is kind of a fringe two category. These aren't really the best tight ends, but they're kind of that second tier. Um, but also a very good tight end. But my number one is Jimmy Graham. He kind of had the shortest life of any in this group. But when he was... Shortest prime. Yeah, shortest prime. <laughs> but 
when he was at his prime in New Orleans, he was insane. Back in 2013, he had 1,200 yards, 16 receiving touchdowns. He has 1,300 yards, 11 TDs back in 11. I mean, he was probably definitely top three up there in the best tight ends in the NFL at that point. He was insanely hard to cover. I know injuries kind of derailed him after that. And lately, he's never been the same. But Jimmy Graham, those three, four years in the Saints, he was unguardable. What about you? Yeah, yeah, that was the obvious answer in this one. Just because, like, the height he reached in his prime, I don't think these other guys ever did. I don't like Heath Miller, but he had a pretty good offense around him and a prime Big Ben, which helped him out a lot, which all these guys had good quarterbacks around him when they were in their prime. Uh, second place, I actually put Witten. No. Prime. Wow. Yeah, it's kind of hard to differentiate the other three. Um, but I would say Jimmy Graham was first just because of his prime. He was the best tight end in the NFL. He was getting drafted early in fantasy. He was nuts. Nobody could guard him. It was him and Gronk every week just going at it. But and you look yeah, at, prime you look at the, definitely going Graham. Look at the yard stats, too. I mean, Heath, Heath Miller surprisingly never hit 1,000 yards in the season. Yeah, I could see that. Um, Greg Olson only hit a couple times. And Jason Witten did, and his career high was 1,100, but nobody else. None of the other three had more than 1,100 yards in season, and Graham did it twice. Mm. But, I mean, if Jimmy Graham had been that consistent throughout his career, you'd be, people would be talking about him with the great tight ends of all time, you know, the Gonzalez, Gronk, Sharp, all those guys. Yeah, and he had a crazy opportunity when he went to Green Bay to be a tight end for Aaron Rodgers, but... He was just never the same after he uh, exited that prime. Yeah, I really thought he was going to bounce back. I mean, he, he was in Seattle for a couple of years. Was good. not Was good. Wasn't the same guy, but still put up decent numbers. But, I mean, he only had five touchdowns in 32 games in his Packers career. That's wildly disappointing. I feel like Robert Tanyan had more than that, like, in a stretch of, like, eight games. That last point. year. Yeah. Just never had the chemistry with Rodgers, unfortunately. All right. So, lastly, four receivers. Pick one of them in their prime. This is a great bunch DeAndre Hopkins, Julio Jones, AB with his clothes on, and Larry Fitzgerald. It's a very close one for me. Um, DeAndre Hopkins kind of recency bias. Um, unfortunately for DeAndre, the quarterback play around him really was terrible until the last couple of years when he got Watson and now Kyler. Mm-hmm. So we kind of could have been a lot better if he had, you know, a better guy thrown to him. But he's just not in that tier for me as the two guys I'm going to talk about. Larry Fitzgerald. I like Larry. I think he's a very good receiver. I think he's kind of overrated. Also, last week, Devontae Adams was overrated. This week, Larry Larry Fitzgerald. He was always a great receiver, and just because of how consistent he was throughout his career, he'll go down as one of the best all time. But he just never. Randy Moss was overrated, and then the week after that, that Jerry Rice was overrated. But people talk about him like, you know, he's the best receiver in the NFL at his time. He never was. He was not the Calvin Johnson. He was not the Randy Moss. He was not the Julio Jones. And Julio Jones is the one I'm going with. A.B., 
is the second guy for me. Very good receiver. Obviously, lately he's thrown away his career. But Julio Jones, the guy, people just forget how good he was with the Falcons in his heyday. I mean, he was unguardable. He had, what, five, five years of 1,400 yards or more. He was the ultimate deep threat. I don't, I don't think people will put him in top 10, in their top 10 receivers all time. But I, we see him in the top 20, maybe, somewhere. Yeah, I would see him in there. And I mean, just like for their prime, like he just... Yeah, just for the prime. I mean, prime year. He was just so dominant. He had such a great stretch. But I don't hate AB. I'm I'm fine with people taking that as well. But I, Julio just gets the edge for me. He was just so unguardable. Mm-hmm. What about you? Um, it was down to the last two for me, too. The same last two, AB and Julio. But I went with AB just because I feel like really for a stretch of time he was best wide receiver in the NFL, which, I mean, Julio could have been regarded as that too. He's the only one with a ring, though. That's got to that's gotta count something. I like what you said about – I mean, about, you can't um, really say that, though. Yeah. Well, I mean, I that's like, big that's saying Calvin, John- Calvin Johnson is the best because he was on the Lions. It's not like receivers win games. But he was big in the Super Bowl. True, but I mean, you really can't measure them now when it comes down to Super Bowl wins. You can't, and I don't think Hopkins ever got that cho- that chance. Like you said, I think his prime started a lot earlier than he got Deshaun Watson. We just never got to see it, sadly. Yeah, I mean, but... yeah, I mean, if he if he had Deshaun Watson his whole career, I think he he'd definitely be in that conversation more than he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think. He's got the best hands in the NFL as of right now. Hopkins does. We actually, did both of us have Fitzgerald last, or did you have Hopkins last? I have Fitzgerald last. Hmm. I just, people love him for, you. what are your thoughts on him? Uh, I had him last as well. I thought he was a really great leader, did a lot of good intangible stuff, great blocker, always tried hard, and he produced on the field as well, but as far as like a prime, I don't think he was a receiver that was going to go out there and like some receivers can win a game and take over a game, which Fitzgerald is a great possession receiver. He's not going to a lot of drop of passes. He's not going to drop a lot of passes, but in order of like winning a game, taking over a game, the other three guys I would take before Fitz. I don't know if it's physical or maybe he's too nice of a guy, but he got a lot of love in the comments. Everybody. Yeah, people, people love him. Yeah, rightfully so. But. I mean, another one to look at, leading the league in yards. I mean, that's – if you're leading the NFL in receiving yards, you're a dominant receiver. Mm-hmm. Um, DeAndre Hopkins never did it, but he had 1,500 yards plus twice. Larry Fitzgerald high was like 1,400-something. He never led the league in – Yards. He did lead the league in receptions, but um, Julio Jones led the league in yards three times. He went over 1,500 yards three times. Antonio Brown, I think he went over 1,500 twice. He led the league in yards twice. So Larry, I mean, I just don't think he was on that level. Yeah. I think I you, got, you got to put him a tier below. I really wanted to see him win that Super Bowl, though. 
Yeah, he's. I'm I'm surprised Cardinals didn't bring him back this year for one last go at it. Mm-hmm. But great career for him. You know, sounds yeah. like he he will be done, but you never know. Yeah, I think so. I don't think we see any more fits, but sadly. But we got great content like that all the time on Twitter. Important to interact with us there at Beerly Sports. Twitter as well for the basketball fans at Beerly Hoops. Carrie, is there anything you want to plug before we before we hop off tonight? I want to make a plug. 32 NFL owners out there who decide they need a starting quarterback. I want to say Gardner Minshew is your man. So I'm going to take a chance on him and make him your week one starter 2022. He will never let you down. You will get millions of fans coming to your games. Someone take a chance on Gardner Minshew. Minshew Mania 2022 will be back. Mark my words. That was simply inspirational. I don't see how they don't do it now. But yes, exactly. like I said earlier, both of our Twitter accounts, at Beerly Sports, at Beerly Hoops, Beerly Hoops podcast as well, which comes out weekly. Me and Lil Dort um, talk hoops for about an hour, hour and a half. He gets going off the Capri Suns. It's really a sight to see. We will see you next Thank week. You. And by this time next week, I will have officially overtaken Gary and Pickham, and it will be playoffs time. But it's 2022, the year of the beer. Say it. Exactly. 2022, year of the beer.